Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, September 28, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storms and Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Great diary today from Basil about the intersection of disk forensics and memory forensics. Essentially, well, uh, Windows and other operating systems as well uh, do save memory to disk as part of the hibernation process. So what you can do is you can take that file and then investigate it and essentially get the state of the system last time it went into hibernate which of course sort of gives you a snapshot back in time as Basil puts it and he's talking about how volatility can be used here in order to examine that copy of memory. And in recent weeks, there have been a number of large-scale denial-of-service attacks, for example, the one against uh, Brian Krebs, but now others as well, that reach sort of in the terabit per second range. And apparently, these denial-of-service attacks were caused by web-connected cameras. We have, of course, been observing these Internet of Things being compromised for the last few years, including these cameras, and now apparently, the problem has to reach the dimension where uh, these cameras can easily be used to overpower even very powerful networks. In the last case, they had about 145,000 of these cameras being used and each one of these cameras produced from 1 to 30 megabits per second. Of course, at this scale, it also becomes a little bit difficult to measure the exact size of denial of service attack as sometimes networks leading to the target are already being saturated. So the full firepower of that attack doesn't actually reach the intended victim. From a defensive point of view, there isn't really much you can do other than trying to sign up for anti-denial of service services, which do appear to cope at this point with these attacks. But then again, those services can be pricey in particular if you are the target of very large attacks like this. Cross-site scripting vulnerabilities are, of course, still a big problem. And at this point, the best chance at mitigating many of these vulnerabilities is content security policy. But really applying it isn't all that straightforward. So Google now released two tools to help you evaluate and deploy content security policy. The first one you can use to test your content security policy, make sure it's meaningful, has any obvious holes in it. The second one is actually a Google Chrome app, so a plugin for Google Chrome that you can use to check whether a certain content security policy works for your site, what side effects you may be experiencing, so whether or not you need to open it up a little bit more. Interesting tools to experiment with. I played with the CSP evaluator earlier. That's a simple web app and really seems to work nice. Gave me some ideas on what to improve on our own content security policy. The CSP mitigator I haven't had a chance yet to play with, but looks also quite valuable. And Microsoft started a new project in order to help developers better test their code for security vulnerabilities. What they're doing here is that they moved one of the fuzzers that they found very useful in the Windows development into the cloud and made it accessible to, well, more or less 
anybody. It's currently in a beta stage. They call it a Project Springfield. It works on Windows binaries. You have to upload those Windows binaries with a test driver uh, to a virtual machine that Microsoft provides in the cloud. And then you can sort of define the tests that are being run on that binary sounds pretty interesting because it sort of takes a while to sort of get all the instrumentation ready for fussing so this potentially is a is a big time saver also microsoft states that the fuzzer they're using has proven quite helpful during windows development and found about a third of the bugs that they found in windows 7 and it found those bugs after other fuzzers had already inspected the code. So give it a try if you're developing for Windows. They're talking about a project Oxford, which will also include Linux binaries. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.